0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the intro episode of Once Upon a Binge. My name is Maureen. And I'm Paige. And this is our third time recording an intro episode. Will we ever get this up? TBD, (laughs) to be determined, man. (laughs) If you're hearing it, we succeeded. Our friendship was really cemented by binge-watching Game of Thrones. When was that? It was right before the last season. So early 2019. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. I know, that's so long ago. Uh, almost a year. Wow. And yeah. so that's how we really became good friends. And then we were like, let's do it all the time, except for we kind of failed along the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I think that was like the perfect storm was Game of Thrones because we had a season like we knew the set date of when we had to watch things by. But without a set date in the future, we were just like, oh, we can watch shows together. Totally, we can binge this. And then we chose an eight season show very ambitiously as our first one. Not a good choice.
0: So the name is kind of derived from the show we were going to watch, Once Upon a Time. And we may come back to, we got through one season. I'm surprised. It doesn't feel like we got through one season.
1: 2019 <laughs> is a blur to me now. Did it even happen? <laughs> like,
0: Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> But it's a new decade, it's a new us, I believe in us. Yes. But then we found out there was a new Hunger Games book that was going to be released, and we were like, let's cover that on the podcast, and then we were like, maybe we could finish Once Upon a Time Before Then. We could not.
1: <laughs> I am so proud and like all inspired by our we very optimistic selves of 2019.
0: <laughs> we really were optimistic.
1: I mean, looking at the fact that I literally finished the book we were talking about in our first episode, literally three minutes before we were going to start recording.
0: You know, this is the third time. Third time's the charm. I really believe in us this time. (laughs) We got this. So like I said, we're covering Hunger Games, so we're going to kind of do a book episode, then a movie episode, then a book episode, then a movie episode, and then book and then two movies yeah or are we gonna split the book up we'll figure out when we get to that that's far in the future <laughs> that's <high. very> far. <laughs> we'll figure it out whenever it comes we'll cross that bridge but then obviously we'll cover the new book whenever it comes out that i'm very excited about and do we have a description of it yet
1: I don't think there's any description online yet besides the fact that it's set sixty four years before the first book of the Hunger Games trilogy. But also I realized it would it's gonna be the tenth Hunger Games, I think, since the seventy fourth was in the first book. So it's gonna be one of those like special Hunger Games. Yeah. If I'm right about the sixty four years. This all may be false, guys. I didn't do any research (laughs) before we sat on (laughs) Turnboard.
0: Research. What is that? We don't know that. We don't know her.
1: No, we don't. What's the most recent thing you've binge watched? Because, well, or even binge read at this point? I don't think I've been doing a lot of binge
0: watching recently. The most recent thing I binge watched was Schitt's Creek. Oh my God. I finished. You and out everybody. Like... <laughs> I love it so much. I finished out the second season because I was just stuck there because I was like, this is like fine. I like it. But it was a very occasional. But then I. I'm now unemployed so i had a lot of time and mm. i just like binged <laughs> the rest of it it was great oh have you God. not watched it it's no great. so
1: many people have been telling me to watch it especially because like oh it's con- like there's some canadian element of it because everybody's always like you should watch this you're
0: canadian and i'm like sure i think it's done by a
1: canadian company is okay that that's the probably element? that's probably what it is i literally have no clue but everybody's always like you're canadian why aren't you
0: watching this i'm like what's the connection it's so so good But it does take a bit to get going. Like the first season, I was like, "This is funny," but it's like, I don't know if it's my cup of tea. And then once I got past the second season, I was like, "I have to watch everything all the time."
1: I feel like that's just like on my list in general of like the millions of television shows that I need to watch at some point. Like everybody is also telling me I need to watch Fleabag, and I know, I know, I need to watch
0: it. But do I have the time? (laughs) Mood. I need to watch Fleabag too. Maybe that can be a future. We hold off for, like, six months so we can watch it together because it's only the two seasons and that's all she's doing. It's doable. Schitt's Creek is really, like, chill, though, because it's half an hour episodes and they're comedic, so it's lighter. It's, like, the awkwardness of The Office, but not so intense that you have to pause it because you feel so much secondhand embarrassment.
1: Yeah, I feel like I just don't watch sitcoms in general. Like, any kind of comedic show, I just don't gravitate toward it. I don't know why. I feel like I need, like, one of those, like... Overarching like plot stories when I'm watching TV shows, or else it doesn't really like give me a reason to go back to episodes.
0: That's fair. Yeah. This does have slight overarching plot, but what's the most recent thing I've binged? Probably like
1: to completion, it would be season two of You. Ooh. Because I have realized something about myself, which is probably why we have not recorded. This is our third time doing this intro. Uh, <laughs> I will binge like the first eighty percent of something, but then because I don't want it to end if it's good. I'll put off watching the last couple of episodes like with you I literally stopped in the middle of the finale and my friend had to sit me down and make me watch it with her on New Year's
0: Eve (laughs) oh my gosh
1: yeah and it's the same with Witcher like I've watched six episodes I have two left when I'm gonna watch them I don't know but I don't want to because I don't want that show to end for me so I feel like it's a good thing we have deadlines for these because I feel like the Hunger Games is so good that I would want to like put it off as long as possible. Like, right now I want to read fanfic after finishing the first book.
0: <laughs> but now we have deadlines and we can make things. Exactly. Sorry, gotta say things over because I have a squeaky chair and I keep turning and being like, hold on, there we go.
1: It sounds like a child crying, not gonna lie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm hiding a baby in my closet. That one does. I reread The Hunger Games a couple years ago. I can't remember how long ago it was, but I was blown away by how good it was and how I remembered it being good but you know how you look at things through rose-colored glasses and Mm -hmm. you're like it was amazing i loved it so much and then you reread it and you're like wow this is so poorly written (laughs) um i remember being like wow no this is still so good and i think it might have been like three or four years ago that i reread it but i read the books originally Right after Catching Fire came out is when I started reading them. So I waited for Mockingjay, and I remember reading Mockingjay in college and then literally walking the book down the hall to one of my friends who wanted to read it right after (laughs) me. So... I was right on the cusp of it starting to get popular because Mm. my friend Alicia, who is my go-to reading buddy person, I lend her a lot of books. She read the first book, I think right before Catching Fire came out, and was like, you have to read it. It's so good. And it was just starting to gain that popularity and starting to get well-known. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I think I was 16. I know like for a fact how
1: old I was. Um, and I think this was like after the point where it was really popular because Mockingjay was already out, and I got all three books in like a bundle on my e-reader, and I was sick one weekend, like could not leave my bed, much like this weekend that we're recording this, (laughs) and I read all three in like the span of 48 hours, and I just remember really being obsessed and loving it and being so excited to hear that there was a movie coming out, and then being very sort of disappointed when I heard it was Jennifer Lawrence, because of the way Katniss is described in the books, but that's like a whole thing we can get into in the first episode. But yeah, I'd like I haven't read it since I was sixteen, so it's been almost ten years now. Wild.
0: Yeah, it's also crazy to look back and like I think Hunger Games came out right after Twilight mm-hmm. and it was like hailed as the like good book to movie adaptation and Twilight was like the bad one. I love both of them so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, we, like, loved it as a society, but I remember watching, like, the first couple movies and being like, this isn't true to the book, Mm. and whereas when I watched Catching Fire, I specifically didn't reread it right before watching it, and I was like, this is exact. Like, I was hearing lines of dialogue and remembering them, reading them in the book, and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I freaked out.
1: I feel like, for me, I hardly ever reread books anymore, like I did when I was a kid. So I'll read something once and feel very strongly about it, and then when the movie adaptations come out, I'm just like, okay, these are completely separate, I'm going to enjoy them for what they are. And it wasn't until I was rereading this one this time that I realized how faithfully they adapted these books. Like They truly did. It's amazing, and it worked so well for Screen too. but I think that's a testament just to the author's writing in general.
0: Yeah, she really writes very script like. Mm-hmm. It's very vivid, kind of like actionable descriptions. So it's really easy to see in your mind's eye what's happening. And even though we're from Katniss's point of view and we're only getting what she's seeing, I feel like it's very easy to be like, okay, yeah, I can picture everything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even though we have the movies to look back in, I kind of use that to picture the world, but not the characters and necessarily the scenes. Like, I can see the arena and like the forest Mm. in my mind, but like stuff like when the parachutes come of like some of the parachutes that weren't in the movie or like mm-hmm. that didn't make it. I could like see it and remember it and I was like, "Oh yeah, like I remember how I pictured that when I read it the first time."
1: Yeah, I feel like for me it's the opposite. So like the world and stuff, I pictured myself, but like I could not imagine Sina as
0: anybody other Oh true. Than the actor. I, I, like, I could that's not. <laughs> 100%. Like I could see PETA and Katniss as like slightly different. Oh, than 100%. Yeah. and Josh um, Hutchinson. Yeah. I feel like Gail is still hard Oh, no, he's 100% <laughs> 100%. But yeah, I couldn't picture Cinna until the movie, but then like he's so good as Cinna. Yeah. So good. So good. Some of the casting, obviously, we'll get into was not like 100, but like mm. s- the other, like Haymitch, Effie, Cinna, I feel like all really, and obviously Gail, like really hit the nail yeah, on the head.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like with the Katniss stuff, like we'll get into it in the first episode, but I didn't realize like how different the movie and book characters are. Like, I feel like the Katniss in the book is a little bit softer in a way from what I remember. I'm so used to like, because I've watched movies more times than I've read the book, that has become the canon in my head, like the way it's been portrayed and the actors' decisions. So it was really interesting, like, sort of seeing, like, oh, this is like a choice that she made to
0: make her like not cry in certain seasons, stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like we're getting into our book discussion, so I'm gonna cut us off. But I'm just so excited because I really love these books, and I know that it really started the wave of dystopian, and not all the dystopians necessarily live up to Hunger Games, and sometimes I feel like It can be looked on with disdain a little bit because it started that movement of dystopians Mm. and then it was oversaturated for so long. Like every freaking book was a dystopian. And it was all because Hunger Games started the trend. And so you're like, I can't believe Hunger Games started. But then you go back and read it and it's so good.
1: Yeah. And like I respect the author too. Like it's been so long since she wrote the last book and now she's decided. I feel like I trust that she has an actual story that she wants to tell and that it isn't a cash grab and I'm so sort of like hoping it's true and like trying to tamper my expectations of what's to come when that book does come out but after reading this you could understand like and then she just left it for what it was it is like the perfect trilogy in my mind like I've only read the first book again but I feel like I'm very excited to get to the other two I'm really excited to watch the movies now like I feel like I'm really gonna enjoy this experience
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like because she's not super active on social media, or mm-hmm. I know people have shared screenshots of her website on Twitter and how out of date <laughs> it is, and it's just like she's just living her life. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're right. Like, that's my hope that it's not a cash grab. She, I feel like if it was a cash grab, there would be a lot more marketing related to the author because so much marketing right now is author-focused. Oriented, yeah. But she's not. She's just still chilling. I know. I
1: love that about her. Like... <laughs> respect for being able to stay off of the internet and I feel like if since this is another like it's a trilogy or it's a series or whatever I feel like because she's not on the internet she won't be a swayed no matter what the reaction is to the book by people online I feel like she has like that distance some authors don't by being such an online presence so yeah very it is a clunky name though yeah I'm oh my (laughs) god that and the cover is not great we're mm, I'm not gonna pass any opinions I just am not a fan of this new cover even though it matches the other ones they could have done better (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's fine well i guess we'll end our intro here so we can actually start our book discussion since we kind of started getting into it
1: yes let's do that
0: if you want to follow us on our social medias my name is maureen i'm at maureen keevee pretty much everywhere on twitter on instagram on facebook on youtube (laughs) all of the things and similarly, I'm Paige, but
1: my handle is Minimal MinimalBookie, literally everywhere on the internet. That is where you'll find me screaming about all things you and the circle right now.
0: <laughs> I hope you have fun joining us on this journey. And if we have posted this, please congratulate us. Please. It's literally been months that we've tried to do this and failed, and now we're succeeding, I believe.
1: I believe yes. we can do this. Yes, this is going on.
0: <laughs> Faith. <laughs> yes. See you guys. That's not what I should say. It's not C. What are you going to say? Hear you guys? (laughs) Hear you guys. Talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.